Hi, and welcome to another What's Current podcast from Napit. And today I am joined by James Chilman from Fergus. Hiya, James. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Now, James, we've got to admit to a little bit where we first met, haven't we? I think before we actually start, because it was a legendary event. You remember at Elex last year at Coventry? It was, yeah. And, what, and we know, found we, a game. Yeah, we did find a game. I wasn't sure we were going to talk about the game, but we are. We need to talk about the game. We need to talk yeah. about the game because it, it was, a, it was a, a match in heaven, wasn't it? Because you were playing with your crew and we were just observing, having a look, seeing what was going on. And the next thing you know, you actually taught us the game, to be fair. What was the yeah. game? Tell us more, James. Well, so we've got an office base in central Manchester and there's a great <laughs> game called Shuffleboard, which is sort of you know around. Um, and we thought we were pretty good at it. But I think... Um, I'm not sure. Maybe it was an off day, but we we did succumb and unfortunately, you know, get absolutely thrashed by you and the team. So <laughs> it was good fun. Um, luckily, we've got a table next to our office in a bar, so we did a bit of practice in there. So ne- next time, maybe oh not so life. lucky. Yeah, you're like going to turn professional shuffleboarders yeah. or something like we've that. We've got we've got our own pucks and everything now. Yeah, that was a good day at that show actually. It was a lot of fun because there was a lot of people from the sh- the Elex show, wasn't there? All come together at yeah. the venue and it, it created a real buzz. But I do remember that day really well because like you taught us and like you so we went on to beat you afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, the might work been, in what, our favour. Yeah, maybe, maybe something to do with a few drinks we'd had during yeah, after, exactly. after show drinks, yeah. but we won't go there. Anyway, James, like I say, thanks for joining us and. Um, so tell us a little bit more about yourself and your role and Fergus in general. What, what sort of things have, uh, you know, to where you've got now in, in the position in the company? What's your background? Yeah, fantastic. So um, I, I'm the country manager for Fergus. We're, we're job management software. Uh, originally Stemo from in New Zealand. Uh, and I typically look after our operations and every function within the UK. So everything from our sales, marketing, all the way through to looking after our customers and ultimately making sure that our product is fit for the UK market. You know, we've developed a great product over in Australia and New Zealand, bringing it over to the UK. How do we make sure that it really works over here and helps pe- trade people in the UK to, to live a better life, really? Yeah. And, and, and have you noticed then that has that transition sort of had to be adapted for the UK market, do you think, from a New Zealand market? Is it different working ways and patterns over here? Yeah, it's, it's a super interesting thing. We, we kind of came into it thinking there's a lot of similarities. If you look at it on paper, the markets are very similar. You know, obviously, New Zealand's a lot smaller, um, but there are some really big differences. And there's a big difference in terms of technical adoption. Um, so typically, wholesalers in New Zealand are much more advanced. They've got really fancy sort of IT systems, uh, whereas over here, we're sort of still playing catch up. Um, but then you've got the reverse probably out on the tools. So very little mobile use out there, whereas over here, you know, mobile's king. Everyone's using their phone for everything, whereas... Um, there's a real lag over there in terms of people using that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because, like you say, you do wonder how, the, how those kind of applications translate into into a UK market. But it sounds like the research has been done to launch it and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, and there's lots of fun things, you know, like CIS and domestic reverse VAT, which sort of just blows people's heads up in different countries. They go, how do you work with something that's so complicated? And so you get used to that, I guess, after a while well, in the UK yeah. tax system. Well, we we have to complicate everything, don't we? You know, yeah, exactly. You know, the poor tradesmen out there, you know, struggling. Yeah. Um, and I, I presume then the software app, uh, application or digital tools within that are, are there just to make people's lives easier, you know, to, to benefit people. Maybe making that transition from a sort of paper-based thing. Where, where, yeah. What would you say, James, is a starting point for people getting involved in this kind of digital world? Yeah, and I think we've got a, a pretty interesting backstory as to how we came about, which is, you know, we were founded by, unfortunately, a plumber. So apologies for that. Um, but it came fine. Really- we get on. We get on, really. Yeah, he says that electricians don't clean up, but that's the only bad thing he said. Um, 
So he had a really interesting backstory where actually he started a plumbing business uh, and unfortunately went bankrupt, uh, struggling with cash flow, really struggled, uh, went away, repaid all his debt, for some reason decided to try it again, which I think most of us would probably go, I'm not doing this, this is me done. Uh, came back the second time and this time he mentally burned out. In his head, he was like, well, I need to be more proficient you know, with my cash flow because the last time I went bust, this time I'll go at it a better way. Second time around, he was so on it with his paperwork, he just spent his life doing paperwork and he burnt out. So um, closed the business down, went away again, spent some time in Australia. Unlike most people, came back for the third time, lucky, I guess, and thought, let's just give this another go. Fortunately, met a guy down the road who could make a bit of software and said, look, these are the problems I had. Help me to solve these problems. Um, and he was really successful. He went on to his plumbing business, grew to 25 plumbers, which is pretty decent by any standards. But when you think about Auckland, New Zealand, which is quite a small condensed city, uh, it's a pretty good uh, achievement to have. The business still runs today. Um, but off the back of it came this great bit of um, you know, tool, which is, can really help you run a business and be more profitable ultimately. Right. And I presume that that initial stage of it starting up was like it didn't it, it, it was limited to what it did, what it needed to do. Like, say, uh, he'd recognised the problems, but now it's grown into morphed into something huge, I would have thought. Over yeah, the exactly. Exactly. And I think there's there's an interesting transition as you go through this. You know, we see lots of people moving through different almost like life cycles of starting to use apps. You know, I think if you start a business now, for example, you probably walk into a bank account, uh, sorry, a bank and open a bank account. You probably do it on your phone. So, you know, people are starting to use digital tools a lot more commonly in those things. And then you kind of progress through that almost in like a journey. So you use some kind of digital accounting tool like Xero or QuickBooks, which is going to start to make your life really easy. Your accountant's probably going to be a bit happy with you. And then like as the journey goes on, you can progress into sort of more advanced software as well. Yeah, and I suppose for me, thinking about my time on the tools, you know, it's it's you know, I've been off the tools for a while now. But as I was coming off the tools, that those things were starting to come in, you know, by like using, um, like you say, things like QuickBooks, and so you weren't there endless bookkeeping or you know your receipts. Now you can simply take photocopies of them and they store them and and everything like that. But I think to me, as as an electrician, sometimes the technical side of it, where it's design software. Or, or maybe, you know, something like, you know, a naked fast test, for instance, which you're aware of. Anything that's going to make my life a little bit easier and stop me dropping the ball in those areas has got to be a good thing, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think the the problems that a lot of people run into is they try and almost run into these situations. You know, it's like, I need to use this tool and I need to go tomorrow and I'm going to start doing it. And it's like, if you were a, a regular, you know, a different type of business with, let's say, 10 employees, um, and you went to try and use a new bit of a new tool. It doesn't happen overnight. It's, it's a gradual process. You know, people have to get used to these things. You have to change perhaps processes. So we, we see lots of people trying to run when actually a little bit of a slower pace to go into it, take a bit of time to understand it and almost embed it in your life. Uh, generally has a really good outcome versus trying to go full steam ahead and potentially just get a bit frustrated with with what you're doing. That's quite refreshing, James, isn't it, as well? And uh, like, you know, because most people, if you feel like it's a hard sell on a piece of software. So it sounds like from your point of view, you'd rather people take a cautious approach, dip the toe in the water, and then you can develop that as, as the years go on. Is that the yeah, advice it, you'd give? Exactly. And we, we kind of adapted our go our yeah. plans in the UK around that. So we've got a really entry level package because we started to see people were jumping in going, well, what are all these bells and whistles doing? It's like, look, don't worry about those. Yeah. Go, go back to the basics, right? What are you doing today? What are the few processes you're doing that we can help you with? And then we'll, we'll worry about the less that, you know, in the mm. future, because right now you can help within a small bit, but let's help you in the f future to grow out in that.
Yeah, and, and especially I think there for tradesmen, if, if they're, they, you know, their productivity is out installing work, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. that being out on the tools. So that back end stuff, if that can be managed almost not by itself, but through the systems that are in place, then I think that's going to only be a good thing. You know, I remember those endless nights when I worked for myself of, you know, the drawings on a table, doing tenders for builders. You know, that's so time consuming where applications and digital tools can help you do that quite easily these days. Yeah, and I think so, Dan, our founder, it's some interesting numbers when he came out. So he had about 25 staff towards the end. They were doing on average around about 6,000 projects a year with about 3,500 quotes going out. Now, if you think about sort of producing that number of quotes out of the year sort of manually, it's a lot of work to do. Um, but there's really lots of information in the background. So like off the back of that, he did about 7,500 invoices every year. Um, but actually, there were about fifteen to 20,000 site visits. So when wow. you start to think about the management level and the amount of paperwork and all that paper trail is a huge amount of work. And I think off the back of that, he had something like 30,000 sort of invoices from his suppliers. So, you know, the lad's going out and buying something from a supplier, come back with a bit of paper and he was sitting manually rekeying it in his computer. Mm. And if you Double go handed work, isn't it really? Exactly. And if you yeah. go, well, there's a way to do this automatically. You don't have to sit and type them in. That saving alone is probably, you know, equivalent to someone sitting in an office full time for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that, that was, that was almost my next bit. You can see well, from what you just said, the time saving and the benefits of these digital applications are just like you say, you don't even realise till you try them, does it? I mean, for me, I think, you know, I'm sort of sat in the middle of being in that IT world. Yeah. You know, so I'm not quite old enough where I don't know it. But I think for some some tradesmen out there that have always been sort of paper-based and don't want to make that transition how do you sort of how do you guide them towards the digital digital world because you made a good point earlier you try and open a bank account now yeah you probably don't get an option to walk in a branch because there isn't <laughs> one on your yeah. so you, your digital options are sometimes the only options how, yeah. how do you feel you you get people involved that perhaps are really resisting so i think th- the first thing you've got to have is some level of commitment and now if you you know, we speak to people all the time that that come and look at our, our tool and go, great, I'm interested. And it's like, well, are you in a position to actually do something with this? You know, they often go, I don't have any time to look at it this week. And it's like, well, at some point you'll have to make a sacrifice, right? You have to stop and go, I need half an hour, an hour to go. What am I going to do about this? And how am I going to do it? You know, almost that going back to just slowing things down and going, let's just create a bit of time because in the long run, it's going to help me. And when you do that, you start to be in a position where you can actually see how these processes will sort of you know give you that time back it sounds really cheesy because we always talk about sort of changing people's lives and it, mm. it is a bit cheesy on the front but actually that's what we do because we can give you hours back in your week you know not just us but any digital tool is going to give you time back um yeah. and you see that throughout you know lots of people that sign up for our free trial of our software they come in at some stupid hour in the morning we see people you know between 10 and 2 2 a.m Logging on in. our website and exactly <laughs> and you know they, you know stereotypically yeah. maybe they've come back from the pub and they're doing their invoicing at the computer but it's like it's a dangerous game want, isn't it drunk yeah, invoicing exactly <laughs> we, we don't want you to be doing that we want you to just go out to the pub and enjoy your time don't come yeah. back and have to sit in front of your computer all night doing those things yeah that, that that's the thing so yeah i mean you know obviously the benefits but like you say there are some barriers and, and i could think of perhaps like you say maybe maybe the older tradesperson that might be resistant to that but you know that it's making them see and bringing them on a journey with you that's what yeah. that's the sense i'm getting bringing them on a journey yeah and, and i think there's ways around that you know we were, we were on site with a customer earlier this week actually um 
and they've got about 10 engineers out on the road. One of them, I think he's in his uh, mid to late 60s and doesn't own a smartphone. So the rest of the company have adopted this digital you know, tool, but he's still in the paper-based world. So he still fills out his timesheet and paper, but they just go and do yeah. it in the back back office and process it for him. So there's ways around those kind of things, you know, if you're in that situation. Yeah, um, I, yeah. sorry, James. I was just about, I was thinking from my time in education, we, when um, e-portfolios came online, so we, you know, rather than going out and writing a big folder of someone's, work that they did out on site and keeping a record of photos and literally yeah. literally written handwork you know e-portfolios were such a time-saving thing for mvq assessors yeah um but as you said earlier some of them were so clunky um yeah. they were almost harder to use sometimes yeah. and you, they did have lots of bells and whistles on some of the more expensive ones but you didn't you never use those parts of it so i think yeah. having software that's you know intuitive and, and not clunky and able to use some of these keys in it when you're developing something like that yeah and i think there's lots of great tools out there that people sort of don't see as well so like if you have an iphone for example you know when you go and type something in your keyboard there's a little microphone button now it doesn't matter what app you're using if you press that button and say the word you know whatever you want to you know let's yeah. say i'm doing a certificate it's going to write it down in the keyboard for you so like yeah. there are it, ways of making these things so much easier to use that are just baked into everything we do every day so um lots of good tips to sort of learn out there yeah i think you're right i think technology is moving at such a pace and we either move forward with it and adapt it or we get sort of get left behind don't we especially in a, a competitive world of tradesmen yeah. trying to win jobs i think you know tools like yourself and other tools that are out there are, are a must really aren't they yeah and i think lots of people view digital tools as a way to sort of help them do this back office function and actually one of the really interesting bits about it is how it you, the perception a customer has of you when you start to use these tools really effectively um i've got a great example um my friend will kill me for this because he was a property surveyor and he told me not to buy the house because it has a flat roof uh, okay. and he said you'll need a flat roof when you move roof redone when you move in there i said no no it'll be fine lo and behold six months in i needed a new roof um <laughs> So I went into this process of trying to find a roofer to come out, which, you know, is never enjoyable. Got sort of five people to come out and give a quote. And the first guy came out and he didn't have the right ladder. And I so the next person I said, look, the office phoned me and said, he's going to come around on Thursday. Uh, he'll be there at this time. And they used the tool. So I got an appointment confirmation through straight away. I said to the girl in the office, I said, look, just so you're aware, it's a three-story property. Uh, you know, a two-story ladder is not going to reach you. So she said, oh, don't worry. Yeah, I'll make a note in the system on that. So he'll, he'll bring a ladder with him. So great, fantastic. So Thursday comes around. I get a text message. Say the guy's on the way. Well, this is, you know, this is yeah. someone that's in sort of this industry. This is quite nice, refreshing to see. He arrived up the front. I met him at my front door. The dog's barking in the background. And he goes, oh, I don't have a ladder. <laughs> no. And I said, well, I said, I did speak to your office about this. And he went, OK. And he got his phone, loaded up the app, went into the job and went, oh, yeah, there is a note on here to say that I need a three story ladder. So e even with the best bit of technology in place, they failed to actually sort of build it into their day to day processes and actually look yeah, at it. Yeah, so he had all this information, but he failed to use it. Now, from my perception, it was an interesting one because he come from about 45 minutes away so driven 45 minutes come to my house i bent his ear for probably 15 minutes moaning about why i didn't have a ladder yeah and then he went on to the next one so he's probably wasted two hours of his day mm. just on that failed quote really then he came back a week later with the right ladder so he had to do that whole thing again and if you think well it, yeah it's not too much work but actually that's four hours of sort of billable work someone could be doing to some extent which is a huge saving so even with the best tools in place you, there is a sort of a people and a process functionality that you've got to get working around it.
Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a really good point because it's got to be used, hasn't it? Rather than just yeah. sat there, you know, if you don't use it, then you know, yeah. it, that's, a re- that's a brilliant example because you think not only from a point of view of wasting your time and you as a customer getting frustrated, you imagine, he, you know, if he's working uh, direct for that company that they're yeah. going to be not very happy with. The, oh, you yeah. didn't check the notes because that's part of your job description to make sure you, you turn up ready to, you know, do yeah. what the customer asked. And I think from a kind of sort of, you know, perception perspective, it, it's not great either. You know, I've, I've clearly told them something about it and they've just ignored it. So it's wasted a bit of my time and they sort mm. of slowly slipped down my list of companies that I potentially like to come and do my roof. Like, they didn't do my roof in the end. So yeah, maybe well, you, did, you did get your roof sorted, hopefully. I have. That's a whole other story, though. So oh, OK. We we'll do another podcast. One. We'll do another <laughs> podcast on that one. We'll do a yeah. roofing podcast. A roofing podcast only. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So um, have you any other good examples, James, of, of where you've seen in different things, um, you know, where where the software, spe- specifically your software, perhaps has just you've seen that transition from like someone that was perhaps a little bit naive with it that's gone on to benefit. You don't have to yeah. name them, but like, there must be loads of good stories. Yeah, we were with actually one of our customers this week um, filming a great video of sort of behind the scenes in their office. Um, and it's a great company, sort of 10 people. and They were 100 percent paper based before they joined us about two years ago now. Um, and they've made a complete transition to this digital app. You know, they've got a calendar which they can now instantly schedule people out whilst, you know, someone rings up and says, can you come and do this bit of reactive work? Their office staff can see instantly where their guys are at, go, great, you need to now go on to this job. I'd like you to go there and reschedule their day. And even down to sort of those horrible back office functions. So um, we integrate with lots of electrical wholesalers and we can basically take your invoices straight from the wholesaler and put it into the system and allow you to back cost it and and do those things out. So they've saved so much time and on that aspect, they can now focus their attention elsewhere. So, you know, they're starting to do a lot of solar work for sort of farms and commercial buildings. And by freeing up that sort of general admin time, it allows them to be a bit more forward thinking and go, great, where do we put our time now in things that are going to help the business to thrive? So they can plan more efficiently. That's a, yeah. that's another great example. And what struck me then is what you just said about the the wholesaler invoice feeding straight in, because that was going to be one of my questions about, you know, if we've got this piece of software, how does it integrate with others, like you say, you know, whether yeah. what the accountant's using, something like QuickBooks or wholesalers yeah. invoice feeding it. I mean, it's got capabilities to do that, I take it then. Yeah, Not in so, all so circumstances, that, I would have thought, but. No, but the majority. So that's kind of one of the things we really believe in is it, our tool is there to help you grow your business. Uh, and the, the really way we do that is by talking a bit about profit. And it's generally a scary word when you talk to electricians and tradespeople. Um, I do a lot of talks at the Elex shows and you ask someone what profit margin they're making on their jobs and they generally just stare blankly and go, what do you mean? Like, I, I make money. And you're like, yeah. do you? Um, and so throughout our software, we expose actually how much profit you're going to make on a job. So you go and do a quote and we'll go, hey, we know how much you pay your guys out on the tools. We know how much you're buying these things for. At this markup and this day rate, you're going to make X percent profit. Or in the case of some customers, when they're on board with us, they input all our, their details and go, it says I'm not going to make any money on this job. You go, well, <laughs> that's because you're not. Yeah, yeah. And then they have a sudden rude awakening where they go, oh, this is, I need to have rethink this. So we expose those things. But the really important thing is that back costing. So when they go out and do the job, let's say they're installing you know, a load of power sockets around the room and they've, you know, the customers drag them and said, oh, whilst you're here, would you mind just doing this for me? And they go and put a new light switch in somewhere and run a load of cable, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Now, what we typically see is most companies fail to see that. So they, they're charging the customer for the time they're out there, but they might have thrown something in from the back of the van to do the job, you know, a bit of kit. 
Now that's cost the business some money to put in yeah. there. That cost has to be carried on to the, the end the end customer. You know, and we see that more often than not, people don't follow those costs through. So we take wholesaler invoices. We basically get them automatically sent from anyone from the likes of CEF, Rexall, Yes Electrical, that the list is endless. Uh, it comes straight into Fergus and we try and match it automatically to the job you've been on. So we look at the details and go, oh, hey, we think this was for Joe Bloggs down the road. And then you can go, well, actually, there were 10 things on that invoice, but I only quoted them for five. So the guys put a load of stuff in and I don't know about it. So you can make sure you're really passing those costs on. Um, you get a huge time saving from actually automatically putting the invoices in. We do some fancy stuff, so it all goes into your accounting package as well. Um, but you're also making sure you're passing the costs on to the customer, um, which is where you get that profit margin from. Wow, I am impressed. That sounds really good. I wish there was something like that back in my day because I missed all those things. People going, oh, can you do this extra? Sometimes I don't think I even charge for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. one of the common problems, I think. But, you know, by using something which allows you on on the fly whilst you're out on the site to go, actually, I need to do X, Y, Z instead. You know, you can even go so far as to get the customer to sign on their phone and go, yeah, I accept these costs mm. and I'm happy with the work. It's going to make life so much easier for you. And what I love about what you just described as well, James, is that it's um, highlighting where you're not making any money because that must like you can just go along during the during the year, just churning out jobs, thinking you're doing great, just charging a day rate. But like yeah. you've quite rightly, your day rate and your material, your, your day rate is you working and those hours you're putting in working. Yeah. That's not profit. And I think yeah. tradesmen get confused. But if you can see it in an application, you're like, ah, actually, that's in black and white. You might yeah. miss that in paper form or yeah. even, even miss it if you're not doing paperwork that's fantastic yeah and it's real time as well so you're getting you can see it on a day-to-day -day basis we've got a great dashboard uh which is all color coded and everything's like hey green is great you know orange is oh maybe i should have a look at it and red is like hang on a minute this guy's not paid an invoice for 30 days so jump in and have a look at it whereas if you're on a paper-based system you know typically you're going to do your receipts at the end of the month maybe at the end of the quarter depending on how mm. how lazy you are and then at the end of the year you go and do your tax return and that's typically the point people find out about these things so by moving to digital tools you know like zero or quickbooks and then something like fergus you kind of have that information real time right you know where is yeah. my business today what and that allows you to make better decisions what's happening now yeah that's brilliant so James, that's been really informative. And if people want to know more about your particular software, where do they head over? The website, I take it, is a good place to go? Yeah, exactly. So um, fergus.com is, is the website. Pop on there. We've got a 14-day free trial, which you can sign up to with no credit card, no equipment. Uh, one of the team, you know, is on hand to help people. You know, we understand that these tools are, you know, not always as straightforward to adopt. Um, so we're there to help you in that process. You know, make sure you understand what it can do what processes you can put in place and ultimately get it set up for success with the software. Yeah, and like you said earlier, I suppose, uh, I, I take it then you've got sort of a tier of packages that people can have a, like you say, the trial, have a look, I want to dip my toe in the water and then move through yeah. as their business grows, you'll go with yeah, them. Exactly, and with zero commitment as well. So it's, you know, rolling, rolling based contracts, you can dip your toe in and Fantastic. go, great, get everyone in. We're not going to tie you down to any extensive contracts. You know, we believe in the product and we believe when you use it, you'll be really happy with it and you'll stay with us for years and be, you know, be great customers. So we don't want to hold you, you know, your feet to the fire and say you're not leaving. Um, so yeah, it's a rolling 30 day contract. Yeah. Confident in your product, isn't it? Which yeah. is great to hear. James, that's been really useful. I've really enjoyed listening to that and hopefully our listeners as well. So thanks for your time today. Absolutely been awesome. And I'll see you soon for some shuffleboard, hopefully this year. Yeah, no problem, Stephen. Thanks for having us on. No problem. So thanks for listening to another uh, What's Current Napit podcast and hope you join us on the next one. Bye for now.